1: This episode is sponsored by Brooklyn Candle. Female-owned and founded by Tamra Main in 2013, Brooklyn Candle offers luxury home fragrance products at an accessible price point. Everything is handmade in Brooklyn, and the fragrances were all inspired by travel, in nature, moments, and memories. Now they're also doing things responsibly. All of the candles are 100% soy wax, plant-based, and renewable. All products are free from phthalates, parabens, sulfates, petroleum, and dyes, and the beautiful vessels, the jars that they come in, can be reused and repurposed. They also limit plastic in production and have none in shipping, so everything is clean and, like I said, they're doing things responsibly. My biggest thing, of course all of these things are important, is that when I walk into my room and the Santel diffuser hits me, I immediately feel more at peace and more at calm. Um, there's, there's just something about scent, especially that takes us to a different vibration, a different place. Um, so if you want to experience Brooklyn Candle, head on over to brooklyncandlestudio.com and be sure to use my code motherhood20 to save. You're listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here, as always, and I'm thrilled to share the work of my guest with you this week. I'm speaking with Angela Gia Kim. She's the founder of Savor Beauty and Spa and the author of Radical Radiance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty, and Joy. In this episode, we're discussing a wide range of topics, but mainly the idea of how our skin, similar to our souls, needs purification, detoxification, exfoliation, and nourishment. Um, And Angela is offering a very simple, straightforward 12-week plan in her new book that we're breaking all down in the episode so that even if you feel unsure or too busy for self-care, Um, She's giving you this very simple way to start, Um, and that's one of the best things I think about this show is I always try to get the guests to give you something that you can start doing today, and Angela is definitely delivering on all accounts, so I hope you enjoy this episode with her. If you do, please take 10 seconds to leave us a review. Even one sentence helps, and I hope that you have a wonderful week of self-love and self-care. Well, hello, Angela. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank
0: you so much for having me, Liz. It's such a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to have one of the most interesting origin stories that I've come across, and I've come across a lot. Can you talk to us about how you transitioned from a classical concert pianist to the founder of a multi-million dollar skincare and spa brand, Savior Beauty and Spa?
0: I know it seems so random, but if, if you really think about the meaning behind everything, it's actually very intertwined. So, um, yeah, as you said, I was a touring concert pianist and, um, I was about to walk out on stage and I put on this natural lotion all over my body, started to break out into hives in front of hundreds of people. And who knew that an itch would change my life forever. Um, it was a catalyst for me to take a look at the list of ingredients and I, um, was shocked to find out how many chemicals were in this so-called natural formula. And so just as a fun hobby that became a passion that eventually became a business, Um, I started making lotions and potions in my kitchen in Manhattan. And the reason why I said, you know, it seems so separate, but actually it's very intertwined is because um, I think we all have many different evolutions in our lives and whether it's we were just starting out in the career ladder, or we become, you know, significant others, moms, and then we change our careers, and then we're always reinventing ourselves. I think that's so important for our souls. Um, there are certain uh, characteristics that you and skills you build throughout your career, and so when I was a pianist, it was all about excellence. Um, Learning how to be on stage, learning how to be poised under pressure, learning how to speak in front of thousands of people, learning how to um, pay attention to the small details, even when you think no one is looking. And all of these qualities and characteristics and skills that I really built during my piano years I've parlayed them into a beautiful career as a businesswoman and as the founder of this skincare brand, Savor Beauty, and now my, my new book, Radical Radiance. All of these qualities help me to build into the next. So I always tell my employees, and I will tell my daughter who's 12, and when she's starting to look for a job, I will always say, you know, how you do the small things is how you do the big things. And so you think you're doing the job, but actually you're building amazing skills life skills, career skills that will help you succeed no matter whatever you decide to reinvent yourself into later on.
1: I love that because I feel like so many people, when they do make a big change, they feel like, well, this life or this path failed. And so now I'm doing this and they don't take into account how beneficial that part of their life really was. And you obviously, you know, realize that. And it just, I feel like propels you even more forward. And I love how you wrote about in the book, your parents and how you married their strongest, you know, best traits into who you are. Can you talk a little bit about that, especially your dad manifestation? Because I found that that from a man, especially is is interesting, it's different,
0: yeah, so for my mom, I definitely learned the beauty side, and she influences my beauty career. My dad, who passed away when I was thirteen, he really taught me certain cornerstones of manifestation, and um, you know, I have a planner, it's called the Savor Beauty Planner, My Next Ninety Days, and all of those. Um, Principles that are in that book, which we've sold over 100,000 copies, um, came from him. So he's the one that taught me. Wake up early in the morning and, and pull your weeds, meaning get the stuff done that you don't enjoy doing. And that really is an anti-procrastination secret. You know, just get it done early in the morning and then you can enjoy the rest of your day. And you know, he would always have me write down in my notebook what I was doing from he had me wake up at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> Liz, Ooh. he was so <laughs> structured. He was so into productivity. So, I would wake up very early and I would write down what I would do with practically every minute of the day and um yeah, so it, I think work ethic is a beautiful way to manifest you know he took it a little he took it very far he was a workaholic and I became a workaholic which I don't subscribe to, I don't subscribe to today, but um I think there is something beautiful about expressing yourself through work and creativity, you know and he would always say just do your best all the time even when nobody's looking and i also think that's beautiful yeah so that's that's really the cornerstone of manifestation that i i do today even
1: yeah. I love that. I love that take on it, especially too, because I feel like in the spiritual community, it's very woo. It's very kind of go with the flow, but you're bringing in this like structured, look, this is how you do it. This is how you're going to create a beautiful life just by being disciplined and, and getting the work done early. I love that. It's it's great for the a, type A people. <laughs>
0: I know it's great for the type A people, but even for people who are not, there's something that he taught me that I'll share with you. And it's just a very small and simple thing. It's hundred percent free. It costs you nothing, but it gets you so much. So it gets you this huge rush, this huge endorphin rush. And that's the beauty of a check mark. <laughs> so he would always say, mm, when you get done with something, put a big check mark next to it. And you'll feel so good. And I love having a checkmark party. You know, at the end of the day, when I look at my to-do list, I'm like, checkmark,
1: checkmark. I call call it a checkmark party because
0: it feels (laughs) so good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's transition to talk about your new book. It's called Radical Radiance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty, and Joy. Um, what would you say is that the true heart, the, the message at the heart of this book? And why do you think now in particular, this book is so needed in the world? So the philosophy behind the book that I think makes it very different from other
0: self-care, self-love, self-help books is that, I use our skin as an example, and I say how you treat your skin is how you treat your soul. So I'm going to teach you how to treat your skin, as my mom would say, like the most expensive silk on earth. And so the first chapter is start with your skin. And I teach you how to wash, purify it at at nighttime, cleanse it, detoxify, exfoliate, and all these principles that we're going to master on the exterior, now we're going to get into for the other 11 weeks. Um on the interior. And so we're going to learn how to exfoliate, let things go. We're going to learn how to cleanse your soul, do a deep vibrational cleanse so that you can feel good because everything I believe is energy and whatever frequency and vibration we emit will come back to us. So let's take care and radiate our best frequency. On a daily basis, you know. So it's it's shining skin and shining soul and and this beautiful radiance. Um, and so it's just 12 weeks of that. And I think what's very important is that I've cut it down into rituals, little small rituals that you can do and you can punctuate your day throughout the day with these small, meaningful private ceremonies. And I made it so that the book was bite-sized. So you can jump into chapter six if you want. If you want to work on your manifestation qualities, you can jump into chapter seven. Or if you want to uh, practice more gratitude, you can go into week 12, which is all about uh, glow with gratitude. So I think, I I hope that what I did was simplify this notion of self-love and manifestation for the readers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and there was a passage at the very beginning, I want to read it because While I was reading it, it really it made me stop. It made me pause. And it was just completely in alignment with with how I believe and and I think the majority of this audience does too. So I want to read it and then I'll ask a question on the other side. And you write, Self-love is not selfish, nor is it vain. It's the most generous act of care that we can do for ourselves, our lovers, families, and friends. In the warmth of self love, our authentic being lights up and kindles love for others. This ultimately allows us to give from a cup that overflows with a lit from within quality. I love that. I love that. So, why is self love um, really at the core of beautiful skin, obviously, but also a beautiful life?
0: I thank you so much for reading that paragraph. I think that sums it up beautifully, what the book is actually about. Um, I think self-care is an action for which your future self will thank you. And self-love is knowing intimately who you are and loving yourself, even the imperfections. Because I really believe your imperfections, on the flip side, there's something so gorgeous and beautiful about that imperfection. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about self-love and what that really is. So I have a friend who's a, a sex therapist in New York City. And we were talking when I were over drinks, we were out, and she sees so she has so many clients. She's so in demand, and she probably sees like seven, eight clients a day. She has a practice where she has people who work for her, and they see so many people as well. And we were talking about this notion of intimacy and vulnerability. And she was actually confiding in me, her issues with her boyfriend. And I was like, well, what's intimacy to you? And she actually had to stop. You know, it's sort of like the shoemaker who doesn't have the good shoes. Mm -hmm. So we were, it made me really think about it. You know, and she said, that's such a great question because I help people all day long, but I haven't taken the time to really work that through for myself. So I came back home and I, I just looked up the word intimacy, intimacy. And what it means is feeling deeply known. And I thought, well, do I even know myself? And do I accept who I am? And so that really got me on a journey of who am I? Am I a mom? Am I a career woman? Am I, um, you know, a lover or a significant other? What, who am I, you know, besides all these labels. And I thought about it and I thought, I think who we are is I am the statement. I am without the labels and who is that essence. So there's a chapter and a, and a, uh, Ritual on your inner essence and sitting with that inner essence on a daily basis. And I talk about how in the beauty industry, um, a beauty product has an essence, which is a concentration, a quality that's present in that bottle, whether that's anti-aging for acne prone skin, whatever it is, it, it solves something it's in there. Right. And so we, have an inner essence as well, an overwhelming, gorgeous, beautiful quality. And sitting with that even for 60 seconds a day is something that I encourage all of us to do because it helps us to connect to who we truly are without all these labels. And Liz, I know you have so much going on in your life. And who are you without all of that busyness, without being the mom, the wife, the the actress, the podcast host, you have so many things. But can you sit with yourself for 60 seconds? Can we all sit with ourselves just for 60 seconds and feel our inner essence, you know, that inner calm? And when you do, you break open something really powerful, and that's intuition. It's manifestation abilities. It's wisdom. It's love for yourself and for others. And when you really can love yourself, that's the kind of thing that you can give to others. You can give that love, the generosity, the kindness, the gentleness, the grace to other people if you give it to yourself.
1: This episode is sponsored by Lunia. Lunia's mission is to elevate rest ever since it was founded in 2014 by Los Angeles native Ashley Merrill. Now, if that name rings a bell, there's a good reason because she has been on the show not once, but twice. The most recent episode, episode 245. Now we talk all about motherhood and managing stress and running a business, but we also talk about her beautiful brand known for pioneering washable silk. They have since expanded into other signature fabrics like organic Pima and cozy cotton silk. Everything LUNYA makes is designed to tangibly improve rest with products as functional as they are beautiful. LUNYA maintains a painstaking attention to detail quality and construction because they see their pieces as the anti-old t-shirt. They are the uniform for those who share their belief that resting is the most important time of the day. So if you would like to get some Alunia apparel of your own, please use my code UNSTRESS20 to save at lunia.co. That's L-U-N-Y-A dot C-O. Yeah. Why do you think it is just merely sitting with yourself, even for 60 seconds, that does open up this greater realm that's always been with us, you know, from our first breath? How is that, that simple act? really it when you start to peel back the layers and really get to know who you are? Because I feel like so many women are already, they have this great sense of intuition already, but then it's like when they do something like this, it opens up the door to, to something they would never expect, you know, finding out who you really are being with yourself. Why is it the simple things that always do so much? Because even for 60 seconds, if you tap into that power,
0: it is so juicy, so delicious, so gorgeous, so amazing, so healing that you're going to start to crave it more. And then you might sit 75 seconds. And then it might grow from there. And then you're going to it's it just it, when you open it it's kind of like this aroma, this gorgeous aroma that starts to seep into your life and then the next minute becomes a little bit more meaningful. And then as you do it more and more and it becomes a ritual in your life, then you will remember it when you're with your child and your child is throwing a temper tantrum and you're like, you want to go back into your, you snap into your, your, of course, your human ways, right? Which is maybe you lose your patience. Maybe um, you're not your best self in that moment, but then you will remember it, right? And then, you know, for me, when I'm going into my day and I'm, I'm handling a lot of business pressures, right? Then I just remember little by little, I'm that essence. I don't have to react right now. I can respond mm-hmm. if I just plug into who I am and and be connected with my authentic higher self. And then it it goes into your relationships. It's like if, if your significant other is not doing exactly what you want and you would go back, revert back to your old patterns, you say, wait a minute, let me step back and, and let me connect to this higher self. And so and so it goes, you know. And it's not we're going to be working on this until we are ninety years old. Like you're going to always snap back, <laughs> human. But that's the beauty of it is that you it's a it's a replenishable source inside of you that's free. It's always there. Yeah. It's twenty four seven access. If you just remember it, you can go back to it. And I think that's what's beautiful. But I also think uh, understanding you are imperfect and you are going to have these moments where you are not connected to your higher self is part of the process and it's okay. And you just plug right back into it. So it starts with six, 60 seconds, but I think it's it's intoxicating and it's addictive in the sense of the word. And um, you know that's why I think it's important. And that's why I created rituals, because then you can create affirmations that you can do throughout the day. Even when you're drinking your morning coffee, you can smell it and then just remember I am and
1: connect to that
0: powerful source throughout the day.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's more about remembering who you are or creating who you want to be? Because that's kind of what I struggle with. Like, am I my highest self? Is this something, this this essence that I've always been and will always be through multiple lifetimes probably? Or am I Actively creating my own universe from within? Am I creating someone who hasn't existed because I'm making different choices and I'm taking the time to really care for her? Oh, I love this
0: question. This might be my all-time favorite podcast question I've ever gotten. <laughs> I love this. No, I love it because it's very uh it's it's very it's a vulnerable question, you know, because we want to be something and then so, what so what can we create that? You know, I, the answer for me is we are 50% responsible for whatever we put out there. And then 50% is universe. And sometimes the universe answers back. It's not exactly what we want, but it's, if you sit with it, you will understand it's better for you. And I think when I say we need to put a hundred percent into our 50%, meaning I call it in the book, I call it planting seeds. We plant seeds every day. So let's say, um, let's say, I'll, I'll bring it back to to me as an example. Let's say I want to create a business, you know, an opportunity and I want to put something, okay, the book, let's use a book as an example. So the creation of the book was, I want to make a difference in people's lives and I want to do it through, the, through a book. So I would plant seeds, which means planting seeds is an action that has potential for future growth. So I would, I wrote my proposal. That's a seed that's going to grow. And then I sent it out to an agent and it, I'm 50, I'm hundred percent responsible. I sent it out and it was beautiful. I did my best. I sent it to the best agent possible. Now it's up to the universe. Is the universe going to say yes or no to this opportunity? And so on a rejection is no, that means, and I think a no is yes to something better. So whenever I would get a no, yeah. it would be like, this is yes something better. And now today I'm going to send something else out. And I'm going to op- I'm going to explore all sorts of opportunities. Whether it's a book agent, am I going to self-publish, am I going to write it through my blog, there are many possibilities to get the message out. And then eventually an agent that was perfect for me said yes. She started pitching the books out and that's planting seeds. So she sent it out to all of these publishers. And, you know, then they are rejecting, they're accepting. And so it's all about about just planting seeds and doing our 100% best. And then the universe is, and then that's the secret. The universe is going to come back and it's, they are, it's going to lead us to the best possible if we do 100% of our 50%. Does that make
1: sense? I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you have this overall sense of, of faith within, within your, within yourself, within your work, because you know that no matter what, you're coming with 100%, you know, while also having that sense of gentleness towards yourself, you know, you are still human. I mean, it's just looking at you and and all of the work that you've done and and what you continue to do, you do seem kind of superhuman. So can you talk about, I think, to kind of let the rest of the women tuning into this kind of drop our shoulders, because we're just in awe of you. Talk about your your year of 2020 and, and what you went through. I mean, being a business owner in Manhattan, having the mandatory shutdowns, um, having to go through all of that. You're you're a mother. You you're going through a divorce at this time. Um, how did you get through that? And how did you continue to push forward? You know, when the odds are stacked against you. Okay, so I'm glad you said um, you
0: know that I seemingly have everything put together because I had a friend call me during the pandemic and she said you seem to have everything put together. Like, am I drawing the wrong straw all the time? And you know, did I just get the raw end of the deal? Like, what is it that you're doing that I'm not? And I was like, no, I draw a lot of wrong straws. There are days when I feel so depressed and down. I think the difference is that I. I tend to look at everything as a blessing in disguise and I practice these rituals. And that's why I wanted to write the book because I'm like, these rituals really work. They help to bring your vibration up. And We are all allowed to sit down and cry and feel the hurt, the pain, the rejection, the, the anger, whatever it is that we're feeling, because that's honest and that's real. And we need to go through that and we should not deny that. But eventually- we need to pick ourselves up and and vibrate a new vibration so that we attract a new frequency and, and energy into our lives. So, okay, to answer your question, 2020, yes, that was a really, it was the best and worst year of my life because um, I, you know, the pandemic hit, I have, I had three spas and we were mandated by the governor to shut down. And that was shocking for not only me, but for all of the world who had to shut down, right? Yeah. And, um, And then on top of it, I was getting a, I was going through a separation, which ended up in a divorce. It ended up being very amicable. We're very good friends, great co-parents. But that was work too. That was a lot of inner work because yeah. that could have ended disastrously, right? So, um, and so then I was alone with my daughter during the pandemic, like most of us. We were all alone. But what I decided to do was I, and I had no control for once in my life. I had no control over my business. I couldn't do anything. I had all this time alone. So I decided I was going to take walks in Central Park with my gorgeous daughter and our dog, cooking a lot more. I was going to do laundry a lot more, um, meditate, write, create. I think uh, I had to let go of uh, about 30 employees. So then I had 10 employees left and we created, co-created, um, Self love products. It was a time of creation, you know. Downtime became uptime. So I think it's just looking at—I call it—gorgeous chaos, where there could be a lot of chaos. But there's got to be a lot of gorgeousness, and our job—we need to find that gorgeousness and we need to magnify it. We could focus on the negativity. Sure, there's a lot. There was a lot of negativity in 2020. We, I chose. To focus on the gorgeous and to magnify it, and so that's why I call it the best and worst year of my life. It's it's also the year that I met my partner, who, um, you know, I've learned so much from, and it's it's been such a blessing. And I don't think I would have called in new love into my life had I not been ready for it, right? Because I went through that process with my ex husband, where we worked through a lot of things. Um, and I was able to be, I think the most important thing through that was I, I feel so grateful for the 20 years we had. He cooked me so many meals. He's such an awesome dad. You know, there's a reason why we're not married, but I chose to focus on why he was amazing, why the marriage was amazing. Cause there were many amazing moments and I honestly don't really remember the bad moments. I just remember the good ones. And, um, and And I think that's why I was able to end things beautifully with him, and that's why I was able to find an equally beautiful relationship with my partner now,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely and i think I mean I think that's just a testament to all of the inner work that you've been doing all of these years, you know, the lessons from your father, from your mother, you know, putting it down into rituals so that not only do you intellectually know that this is what I should be doing, but hey, it's on the calendar. I'm going to check it off at the end of the day. Can you go back to, again, how we, as women listening to this, we're very busy. We've got careers, kids, you know, you name it. How can you start to incorporate these rituals in your everyday? I know you said the 60 seconds, kind of just being with yourself, but what are some other really great ones from the book, from your life that you can share that we can start doing today? You, okay, so
0: here's my favorite, and I won't talk too long about it because it's in the book, but Liz, do you wash your face every night? Of course. Okay, Wonderful. Okay, so I do a double cleanse, a Korean Beauty double cleanse with Saber Beauty products, um, where I put on a cleansing oil first, and then I put on a milk cleanser after to wash it off. And to me, that's a spiritual and skin cleanse. And so I will say I feel reset refreshed, purified. And on the bottles of Saber Beauty, it, we write reset, purify. So you can use those affirmations, I feel purified. And those are just moments to ground yourself and to remind yourself to be one with your essence and just to take even 60 seconds, one minute of your life to really reconnect with yourself throughout the day. So I think those those rituals throughout even when as I mentioned something as simple as drinking your coffee that's a moment for you to remind yourself to reconnect with your essence and to say an affirmation smelling the coffee the aroma even when you're cooking I love to use cooking as meditation where you're not with your tech and you're without your phone and you're you're just chopping smelling and you're you can remind yourself to be one even when you know right here I have my roses here, right? So even just taking a moment to smell it and saying, feeling the essence of the rose and then just connecting with yourself, just remind yourself when you take a moment to smell something, when you take a moment to do a ritual, to drink your coffee, cook, say, feel connected to who you are. Those are the little reminders as we're so busy that we can punctuate the days with these daily rituals,
1: yeah. It's like, to me, it's like an anchor to, again, our highest self. It's like a, it's like a little reminder that, Hey, there's more than all of this. Like, this is, this is something you can grab onto. And then you are just, you're, you're back, you know, you're back to where you need to be. And I like, you know, something that we all do,
0: we all take showers and I'm very into multitasking because we have to be, we're busy moms, right? Or we're busy career women. We're busy, significant others, daughters, wives. Um, so in the shower, I'm always like putting in essential oil first and, and breathing in the eucalyptus and saying something like, I, I feel I'm savoring life. Um, and I'll use a Manuka honey sugar scrub, right? We have a Manuka honey sugar scrub to exfoliate the skin. And I always say to my, to my arms, thank you so much for carrying the weight or to, when I'm massaging my shoulders in the shower, thank you so much for, Um, you know, carrying all the responsibility that you do. The gratitude is beautiful. It's balm for your soul.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So we're almost to the end of time, but I can't have a, a skincare guru virtuoso on the show without asking you like the very basic, what should all of us who are listening or tuning in, what should we be doing at a minimum for our skin? I know that sounds like a very superficial question, but again, going back to the greater message of your work, of the book, it starts there and then expands. So what should we all be doing at a minimum? Okay. I
0: Well, besides cleansing your face, I think that's very important. And the reason why you want to do that at nighttime especially is because you don't want to go to bed with all of this sweat and dirt in your pores because sebum and sweat are having a party all night long in your pores and then it clogs your pores, breaks down the collagen, which leads to dehydration lines, which leads to wrinkles, or if you have oily skin, it leads to breakouts. So washing your face, okay? We already talked about that. I think the second most important thing is to hydrate, even if you have oily skin. You want to find, uh, if you have oily skin, you want to find a moisturizer that does not clog your pores. Um, If you have dry skin, I layer moisture on my skin. I have very dry skin. So, um, I like to say layer love onto your skin. So I put on, you know, toning mist and then I'll do a serum, um, for me, like a pumpkin serum. And then I'll put on a face cream right after. I think that's so important, um, to have dewy, dewier and dewiest skin because that keeps your skin <laughs> moist. Um, and it keeps your skin looking youthful and glowing and radiant. Let me take that. If if I say a skin cream is balm for your face, I will say gratitude is balm for your soul. And I think uh, ending your day with really feeling grateful for one thing is the equivalent of putting moisture on your face. It's just putting a healing Mm -hmm. balm on your soul. And we talked earlier about, you know, how do you create, manifest who you want to be? How responsible are you for that? And I say 50%. Well, if you put on the gratitude bomb over it all, and you're grateful, even for the manifestations that you think didn't turn out your way, you will later learn that being grateful for it, actually, you've manifested something greater.
1: Mm, Yes. I just got chills when you said that because that's uh, that's truth. You're speaking truth right now. Um, okay, Angela, what, what would you say? What would you want to leave with the audience? We've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot. What is one final message that you'd like to leave with them about your life, about motherhood, about skincare, about the book, whatever you feel called to share? I
0: remember when I met my partner and we were talking on the phone. Uh, I said, so what's your one goal in life? And he said, to be happy. And I said, I love that, but I wonder if we could think of it. I I used to want to be happy, and I think that's very important. Obviously, we all do. But what about feel good unconditionally? Like, no matter what the external factors are that's going on outside of our body, that we could learn to feel good. Wouldn't that be the most powerful thing? right? So even if you're having a horrible day at the end of the day, to be like, you know what, though? I'm grateful and I feel good. Not in a delusional way. Like I said, it's important that we go through these emotions. But, But at the end of the day, we're okay. And can we not be emotionally tied to an external outcome? Wouldn't that be beautiful if we could all own our inner calm, inner zen, and feel like a million bucks no matter what, and feel radiant, and emit a a beautiful energy no matter what, I think that's the lesson that I would have wanted to learn earlier on in life. And I think it's a beautiful lesson for us to practice every day.
1: Wow. Beautifully said. And I think with your book, Out in the World, you're helping so many other women and men find that within themselves and to hone that uh, over time. 12 weeks to be specific. Um, (laughs) Angela Kim, where can our listener find out more about you and get the book? So you can
0: please connect with me at Angela Gia Kim on Instagram. And also I do a lot of stories um, and, You could go to RadicalRadiance.com, and if you buy the book, um, you can click on virtual goodie bag that I've got up there, and you upload your receipt, and you get $350 worth of gifts from me to you, and it's like meditations that I've recorded, beauty food recipes, um, inspiring videos, and um, yeah, so you can claim those gifts 100% free for you, and so that's the best way to connect.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom, your essence with the audience today. And, um, I'm just grateful that, that we have your message now. And I, I, there's just so many things that you said that I'll be taking with me in my life. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. You have been listening to the motherhood unstressed podcast. Please remember to rate review and subscribe to this podcast.